Mike Staley Podcast. F -f Episode 1223-1223. Hello, my name is Mike Matthews, and I am broadcasting to you from Podcastro Valleymont. On the last day of, well, I don't think I'm going to be doing a podcast for a little while because I'm taking five days off from work to enjoy my birthday. I'm turning the big 4-8, and we know what that means. Mike's Daily Podcast. My hair falls out. Oh, wait, it did that already. Oh, good. Okay, there's nothing that happens. Mike's Daily Podcast. It's just a boring hey day. Boring as usual. What's this angly movie that looks so unusual with a bunch of soldiers and fighting and there's camouflage gear? I don't think I'll be watching that while I'm on my vacation, my dear. I think I'll be traveling around the Bay Area with my dog. Mike's Daily Podcast. Basil the Boxer. Who this morning woke me up at 3.40. Usually I get up at 4. Mike's He woke me up daily with the biggest podcast <laughs> throw up yeah. I have ever seen. Ah. Yes. He This time of year when all the grass grows, he eats a lot of grass. And eventually that's got to all come out one way or another and it did and ooh boy i he I, I was awoken by this tap 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 so it's his little claws and he's walking on the hardwood floor of my house and he's walking back and forth in my room and i'm waking up to the tap 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 i think i may have figured it into my dream with a typewriter you know tap tap tap, tap. and i i I woke up because I felt my body felt, hey, you've, this is usually the crappy time you get woken up at anyway. And I forced myself up and I see my dog looking at me, go, looking all anxious. And I'm like, oh, that only means one thing. So I rushed to the door, but it was too late. And up it came. But I had this old sweater. I just scooped it all up with the sweater and threw it out. That's how you got to do with a dog. And uh, cleaned it up, so that's how I woke up this morning. But other than that, he was healthy and fine, fit as a fiddle. Not sick as a dog. He was fit as a fiddle. My dog became a fiddle. I think I've thrown out a lot of metaphors today. Look who just walked in right now on the show. Hello, Big Matthews. It's Shelly Stewart, the good stress supervisor. That's disgusting. I know, Shelly. Mike Matthews, I'm going to miss you when you're gone. Oh, but I'll be back. I know, Mike Matthews. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss having you gone when you're back. Uh-huh. Thank you. We had an interesting thing happen at my job. You know, I was talking all about how crazy the conservatives are and how they have nothing to whine about these days because... They got their guy into office. So what they do is they whine about protesters. And I said that on the last show. Sure enough, uh, this conservative guy walks into my job because he does a conservative radio show. So he comes in and I'm all nice and how are you? And this right wing nutter says to me, oh, millennials, you know, they're all messed up. I said, all the millennials are messed up? Yeah, all the millennials are messed up because they don't have fathers. Oh, they don't? Okay. Yeah, their moms are raising them. And I'm like, well, my mom raised me. 
He said, well, it's the millennials. They're all ma Oh my gosh. Look who else just walked in. Oh, Mike, this is Floyd the Floorman. And this is John Deere, the engineer. Mike, that sounds like he is a real nutter. Nutter! That's the word today, nutter. That's what the uh, British use that word a lot, nutter. And it's awesome, and I found that out watching my Midsummer Murders TV show, where you see the scariest teeth ever because it's made in England. And it's still on the air, and it's so funny and cheesy and goofy, and I'm hooked. I've been wa I think I've watched the first 10 seasons already in one night. No, I didn't do that. But yes, people are binge-watching on the Netflix. Oh, hey, have you heard that new expression, Fanga? It stands for Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Apple. Those are like the five big uh, uh, tech industries to invest in. I found that out because I work for a money station. Talks about money all the time. All right, may I take a quick break here and just say, you know, I had on my show recently a great indie band by the name of Autopilot. Well, part of the deal was I was supposed to get to go see them for free at their show, right? And I asked Autopilot when I was talking to them, okay, where, and I think that's even in the interview that you can hear. I think that was a week ago this past Monday. I asked them, hey, when is your show? Where is it? And they're like, oh, we'll get back to you. We're not sure. Did they get back to me? No. Did I see them perform live? No. So, thanks for dropping the ball on that, guys. Ugh. That's the one problem I have with indie bands that I interview, is they can be so unorganized. And I understand it's rock and roll, but come on. If you want your band to go anywhere, you gotta have some force behind it, some organization. And it just, it peeved me, because I was like, what? I would have liked to have seen them live. And then I couldn't tell you where they were performing live, so that got all bungled up. But you can hear that interview at mikesdailypodcast.com and all the past interviews. And you can... Oh, speaking of which... And here's today's podcast picture. You can see the podcast picture at mikesdailypodcast.com too. And this was an interesting picture I took about a week ago, actually, at Half Moon Bay. It was really hazy. And, and you really couldn't see that far out into the ocean at the beach there at Half Moon Bay, where I like to take Basil the Boxer, and he runs around and has a wonderful time barking, chasing the sandpipers. And then the sun went down, and all of a sudden, these little splotches of pink, pinkish red appeared everywhere in the sky, really close to the ground, though. It was like the sunset, even though it was hidden by all the haze, it was forcing itself through somehow and catching bits of cloud here and there. And the whole beach became this pink. It glowed with this pink aura. Oh, it was truly, truly amazing. And I looked at it and I thought, I'm a nutter. I'm a nutter. Midsummer murders. That's Fanga! Mike. Yes, John Deere the Engineer? I've been protesting lately. Yeah, Mike, we've been protesting because I'm Floyd the Floorman! And Mike, I threw a diode. 
You threw a, who did you throw a diode at? You didn't throw it at the police, did you? I threw a diode at Floyd. Yeah! Why did you do that? Oh, I didn't really want to protest, so. And I was hungry, and I threw the diode at him to tell him, let's go eat. Yeah, we were hungry! Were you fangished? What? I don't know. Shelly, do you want to say anything? Mike Matthews? Tell us a story about KCSB. <laughs> Shelly, you want me to tell you a story about KCSB? Yes, Mike Matthews. Because I really care. And it said so on the script. I'm supposed to ask you. Thank you, Shelly. Yes. You are supposed to ask me because it's my show. KCSB is the radio station for UCSB. In, that's UC Santa Barbara. Speaking of protesting and whatnot. Back in the day... We're talking over 20 years ago, back when I was in college, oh, longer than that, I had to, to, I was on the station for a little bit, and uh, I was also doing a, a, a commercial radio station in Santa Barbara called Y97. And there was a guy at KCSB that said, hey, Mike, since you're doing commercial radio, can you do, a, do us a favor? Can you go and be on our little uh, panel that we have. We're reviewing something that Sean Hannity said. Now, back then, Sean Hannity got his start in radio at KCSB, and he had done this very right-wing crazy show, and he th- there was a lesbian that called in, and he said something very not nice to her, and we had the tape, because everything was on tape back then. We weren't digital yet. Uh, the, the, the most digital we got were compact discs, and he, so he said that we had the tape, we had to review it and then decide on whether we were going to let him go. He ended up just leaving, went to Huntsville, Alabama, where I ended up eventually several decades later. He went to Huntsville and then from Huntsville went to Atlanta and then he skyrocketed and now he's a conservative talk show host, makes millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and he got the last laugh. Damn him. But back to KCSB. I, when I was first starting to work there, they said, hey, Mike, why don't you come to one of our uh, DJ meetings? It's a you know, radio broadcaster meeting, all the people that do shows. Because KCSB was a, eclectic and had all these different shows. So all the hosts got on and we were all having this big meeting. And it, I was reminded of this because... I was listening to another conservative talk show host named Hugh Hewitt. I'm fascinated by conservatives. Hugh Hewitt, he was talking, on Fridays he talks with this guy about books. And it's this guy who, I forget what college he's at, but they were talking about faculty meetings and how they can be so crazy and people are walking on eggshells and everybody just has their own agenda and they're all fighting and nobody is trying to work for a common end they're not trying to be nice everyone's trying to be mean no one's trying to get along and it reminded me of that meeting i went to at kcsb and all the djs in there and all the egos at a college radio station where no one's making any money they're all volunteering to do it and this was like i said decades ago and i just remember that that just that uneasy feeling like ugh. This uh, college radio sucks. I much more prefer the commercial radio where at least we kind of get along. But, oh, man. I remember people whining and complaining about all kinds of stuff. And that was KCSB. I wonder if it's still like that. KCSB meetings were like a faculty meeting. 
have I worked in a faculty before at a college? No, but I've heard stories. It can be kind of contentious. And you know, though, I'm sure there's ones where people get along. If you guys get along at your school or college and you listen to this show, why don't you drop me a little line and let me know. And we read your comments on the section emails from email. Oh, my God. Email for me now at your calm and not so calm mess. We read your comments on the section that there are emails from email and your calm and not so comments. That's at mikesdailypodcast.com. Also, mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. Well, we have a segment today. First, though, quickly, let's do the ridiculous random posts. Ridiculous random posts. Because Facebook gave me this little present today. Happy birthday, Time Zones, the creation of time zones in the USA. On this date in 1883, the Eastern, Central, Mountain, and Pacific time zones were introduced in the US. This innovation streamlined more than 300 local times into four standardized time zones. This change helped trains run on time and helped people come together. Here's to a moment that made the world more connected. Yes, it's true. The, the each train station basically had its own time back in the day. Like if you lived somewhere, oh, Battle Creek, Iowa, which I went to back in 1983 with my friend because his family lived there. And I was like, what's Iowa like? And I found out what Iowa's like. And it, there's a lot of corn. And their, their time would have been completely different from, let's say, Castro Valley, California, and, and, and wildly different. But then time zones, a novel concept in the 1800s, were created by railroad officials who convened meetings in 1883 to deal with a major headache. It was becoming impossible to know what time it was. The underlying cause of confusion was simply that the United States had no time standard. Every town or city would keep its own solar time, setting clocks so noon was when the sun was directly overhead. So noon would be different wherever you are. That made perfect sense for anyone who never left town. But it became complicated for travelers. Noon in Boston would be a few minutes before noon in New York City, and Philadelphians experienced noon a few minutes after New Yorkers did, and so on and so on across the nation. Thank you, Facebook, for telling us all about that. Because now we are smarter people. All right. And now let's get to a special Thanksgiving version of of Ain't Life Grand. Ain't Life Grand. 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 Well, I don't know how grand this is, but I was not the biggest fan of Tim Kaine. I'll be honest. I mean, he's a smart guy. But there's just, I don't know, to have him as president did not really appeal to me. Much like Joe Biden being president did not appeal to me. But Democrats scrambling to find new party leaders will have to look somewhere other than former vice presidential candidate Tim Kaine. He said yesterday he has no plans to put his name in the ring in 2020. The Virginia senator was asked by the Richmond Times-Dispatch, and this reported on CNN Politics. Nope, 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 he told his hometown paper. Kane's spokeswoman Amy Dudley confirmed he will not run. 
The Virginia senator is planning to run for re-election in 2018, calling his work in Congress my highest and best use. In terms of where there is the most need for good to be done, he said, I think it's here. And I can't tell you how good it's made me feel the last couple of days, even as I was licking my wounds. Just the kindness of the people on both sides of the aisle welcoming me. What a nice guy. I built... I've uh, very good relations, even in a short time, with Republican members in the Senate and some in the House side. I kind of have a sense of the work that needs to be done to improve the branch. Uh, Republican Party of Virginia Chairman John Whitbeck called his decision a wise one. After the voters of Virginia go to the polls in 2018 to weigh in on his dramatic abandonment of virtually everything he's ever stood for to be Hillary's running mate, it would be very difficult for that then-former Senator Kane to get any traction at all, he said in a statement. Well, as we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. Did I mention that Sophie the, the, that I mentioned, I think it was the last podcast, that she is uh, listening, that she heard my shout-out to her. Isn't that awesome? She's listening, so thank you, Sophie, for listening. Next show will be after Thanksgiving, so I want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving and give thanks for all the good things going on in the world, even as crazy as it has been getting. And uh, I would like to say a happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Shelly, why don't you sing that right now? Um, Mike Matthews? No. No? No. Alright. Then I'll just uh, have to hum it to myself after the show. But yes, next show will be sometime after my birthday and after Thanksgiving. So have a great Thanksgiving. I might do one on Thanksgiving Day. We'll see. But enjoy the stuffing and the turkey and and, and the lead up to Thanksgiving. People go and drive and travel. So safe travels to you where you go. And thanks for listening to the show. I really mean it. I see that my downloads have gone up more and more people are listening so that's a very heartening upheartening happy heartening John Deere just threw a diode at me wrap up the show Mike alright sorry hey really quick you know I was talking about if you're doing a podcast don't cough on Mike you really shouldn't cough on me no cough on the microphone don't cough on the microphone and if you're on the radio don't cough on the microphone another thing is I'm noticing a lot of millennials that apparently aren't being raised by their father. Oh, that guy's such a jerk. Said that. Um, hey, here's the thing, millennials. Try not to use the word right at the end of every sentence. I notice on this one show, this one podcast I listen to, to the point with Warren Olney, whenever he has someone that's a millennial talking, I mean, he has brilliant millennials on all the time, but they like to end the, their sentences with the word right, right? So, yeah, what we're saying is that you need to do this and that and it, right? Wrong. Just, you know, drop the right is what I'm saying. Wrong. Oh, hey, that works in more ways than one, that sentence. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, right? Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now. Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.